Welcome, everyone, to the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast, your home for all wrestling, everything wrestling. Henry, we're back at it again. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> How you been, bro? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. I can't, I can't complain. Uh, we've had, you know, uh, a weekend full of wrestling, especially from, from all elite wrestling, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, had, we had a great card. I, I personally thought AEW Revolution was a success. Oh, I, I, I was, mean, yeah, I wasn't at first. I was like, you know, I was 50 50 about the event because it, not the, the way they build up the card, but I was just like, eh, like I wasn't like feeling it too much. But uh, I'm, I, I, I'm glad I ordered the pay per view, saw it, and overall, I, I definitely thought it uh, surpassed expectations. So, what did you think about it? I mean, yeah, uh, besides this, uh, I'm getting a shadow ban from TikTok, <laughs> um, but uh, it was good. Uh, that sucked. Future reference if you ever stream a pay per view, just do the sound and put little tidbits of thing. If anybody streams, this is just a general statement for anybody because TikTok or any platform will shadow ban you. But I noticed that it seems like mm-hmm. audio, when they just have the audio in the background, cease to stay. So, just a little tip for everybody. Um, Overall, I thought the pay-per-view was a good pay-per-view. Um, I believe it or not, a lot of my predictions were correct about the winners of the matches, which was rather shocking, especially since I picked uh, Wardlow, and obviously you picked Samoa Joe. And then I picked uh, Hangman, Adam Hangman Page, and you picked John Moxley, so I was correct. I also had a finger in uh, the FTR coming back. I thought maybe it would have been CM Punk coming back, but I mean, it was good that they uh, made an appearance um, from what I've seen from sources online. Obviously, uh, Sean Ross and them saying that they're still not signed to a new contract. They're just finishing up their obligation. So this might be one of the runs where I could see them maybe getting the titles off the guns and then them dropping the titles because they leave, opening up a tag team tourney, maybe to have a new fresh team win in the future. That's just prediction. Um, obviously, we had the uh, couple matches in the pre-show, which, you know, pre-show matches are always those matches that are underrated. So, obviously, we had the Blackpool Combat Club, which obviously uh, versus the Dark Order, who I actually really have grown on the Dark Order. So, I think that's a good match. Uh, Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers. Obviously, anything with the Lucha Brothers is always gold. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's always going to be a... A banger right there and then Ari Davari and the varsity athletes so I mean I feel like some of those tag teams could have been used in the tag team title match later on but that's just me uh the last match obviously MJF versus Daniel Bryan and Brian Danielson was oh man that was a uh, something else besides I, the uh I to summarize it I thought it was an instant classic it was besides besides uh, MGF going full humo with without a plant and throwing throwing an alcoholic beverage on the on the little kid. <laughs> I mean, a world class a hole, huh? Oh man, I mean, we still don't know if that was a plant or not, but uh, that was definitely a a hole move. <laughs> um, the Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy match was a good match. Um, 
finally put that feud to bed. Uh, Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho, obviously, was a good match. I mean, obviously, we both agreed that Ricky Starks needed to win. Uh, the guns retaining, obviously, and FTR coming back was shocker. But not one of those, oh, my God, I didn't expect a shocker. Sort of those, we knew somebody was coming back type of shockers. We just didn't know who it was. Like I said, we thought it was CM Punk or them. And then I know a lot of people were on the, the women's match actually being surprisingly better than they thought it was. And we we all already knew that uh, Ruby was going to align with uh, Soraya and uh, Tony Storm. We knew that was happening. That was a uh, pretty much a given. But, I mean, if I could give it stars, I'd probably say hmm, I'd go maybe 3.75 out of 5. For the whole pay-per-view in general and there was some uh other spots that uh could have been better really okay uh, i get 3.75 just because like i said some of the matches were i guess weirdly placed on the card and some of like you said some of the people in the matches didn't make any sense and uh fy Wardlow already lost the title so <laughs> Let's let's uh <laughs> let's touch base on that. So that's title's already gone. So again. Uh, all right. So uh well, you know what? We'll we'll just break down the card right now. Uh yeah, so just these are these two were just uh well, this one is just a quick result. So um the zero hour for AEW Revolution, you had Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers defeat um Ari Davari, Josh Woods, and Tony Nese in a, in what was a very fun match. Mm-hmm. Um Listen, any match the, the you see the Lucha Brothers, you know you're you're it's going to be worth watching. So a uh, uh, crazy fun match there. Um, then oh, we, yeah, we hop, then we hop on to the main card in which we had the opener in which uh, Chris Jericho. Um, Don't forget the the uh, there was two matches on the pre-show. Yeah, Blackpool right. too. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we um, have we have both matches on the pre-show were really good. Right. Right. Um, and then in the main card, uh, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. There was a stipulation uh, that the Jericho Appreciation Society w- were banned from ringside. And Ricky Starks picks up a, a big victory here. And um, I-, I think this was the right call. I think you can agree too. Um, yeah, if you want to continue pushing Ricky Starks um, as this, you know, main event kind of guy or a, a pillar uh, for-, for AEW. Um, that's the way to go. Having Jericho win, abs- ma- you know, makes absolutely no sense and obviously hurts, um, you know, Ricky Starks, uh, in, in the long run. So, um, you know, cause you don't want inconsistent bookings. So, uh, Ricky Starks, uh, picking up the victory here. Uh, there was a move during that match, which like, I was like, wow. Cause you know how, uh, Ricky Starks, uh, he's known for that, you know, uh, spear. So yes. as he's doing it, um, uh, Jericho ca- uh, countered with the code breaker, and I thought that was a really uh, cool spot in that match. But nevertheless, Ricky Starks uh, picks up a very big victory here. Uh, Bring back the code breaker after I thought he was not going to use it because WWE was using it. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, listen, you can, with Jericho, it's like you can't really all the moves. Yeah, it is what it is. Jer- Jericho's going to make his own rules. Yeah. So. Um, just because, you know, a certain move or a certain, 
you know, thing was using WWE doesn't mean he's not going to use it. I mean, listen, uh, when was it? Uh, uh, this past, you know, this past week before Revolution, when uh, Jericho signed the the contract to face Ricky Starks, he did the whole pen thing, you know, kind of referring to uh, uh, when he did the list in WWE. So I love that. I love that gimmick he had. Yeah. So you know, there's there's uh, ideas uh, going left and right. Um. Then we have in what I thought was a, a pretty I, I enjoyed this match, the final burial match, uh Jungle Boy uh Jack Perry versus Christian Cage. That's that's when our stream got cut off. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately, you know, we, we try to be a man of the people and try to, you know, uh stream it on TikTok, TikTok, yeah, quick with it. Um, but uh yeah, nevertheless. Uh, again, kind of like the same situation with, um, you know, with Ricky Starks and Christian, mm-hmm. where you have the legend of the more experienced guy try to help, uh, you know, the young uprising talent. Um, and that's exactly what Christian did, you know. Um, so Jungle Perry, um, did pick up a huge victory. I love the ending, uh, towards the match where, you know, uh, Jack Perry. Uh, finally pulls the trigger, does the uh, concerto, and then, you know, when he puts Christian Cage in the coffin and shuts it, I love how the coffin, like, suddenly drops. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, you know, it, you just close the lid, end of match, and that's it. But I felt like, you know, since it was a final burial match, I thought that was a pretty cool touch. Yeah, and I mean... I like that they called it a final burial match instead of like a casket match, yeah, or anything like that, because then it'll be too closely associated with WWE. Which, frank, quite frankly, I haven't seen one of those matches in a long time in WWE. So I mean, they could have technically called it a casket match, but I mean, usually I mean final burial a, is fine too. Yeah, usually when there's a casket match in WWE, it's like either Undertaker or, or Kane, you know. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, and to be honest with you, I, I don't know when we're next. You know, we're ever going to see that match in WWE. But um, oh, we could, we could, you never know. I mean, yeah. I didn't expect, I didn't expect to see that kind of match with uh, Jungle Boy and Christian Gage. And look, so I mean, it opens the door obviously for uh, wrestlers that don't have that dark gimmick to uh, explore that type of match in order to be sort of like a end to a feud. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, again, uh, this match uh, I thought was very good. I, I thought, you know, once they added the stipulation, I thought, all right, that was of the perfect touch. And, right. you know, hopefully this is the end of it because, I mean, this storyline has been gone on for, for quite some time. But, um, you know, uh, hope, uh, what do you think is next for both? Um, I could see probably – Jack Perry going for like one of the titles, like the TNT title, whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna be in the uh, world championship yet. I think they're sort of trying to elevate him, build him there, sort of like they did with MJF and whatnot. Yeah, maybe he'll be a contender, you know, down the line. But um, I could see him probably going for the TNT. I don't think he's gonna go back to the tag titles with Luchasaurus. I don't see that route. I think that's already tried and and you know used or whatnot. I don't think he would do the trios tile, so it just makes sense for him to go for sort of like a singles. Singles, yeah. I think he right. needs that singles rub to really elevate his career, especially since now he just went from Jungle Boy using the Jungle Boy moniker to Jungle Boy Jack Perry and tribute right. to his father. So I mean, 
That's just my that's just my honest opinion. I think he. Yeah, he no, no. I, I, listen, I'm with you. I feel like uh, you want to make the kid a star. Don't go back to the tag team ways or, or trios or whatever. Uh, it just makes no sense. And then who knows? You know, uh, he can feud with Orange Cassidy for the All Atlantic. Or Another title could, I was thinking of too, yeah. You know, or he could feud uh, for the TNT title. So um, there's options there. Uh, or I don't know if I would want him to go for the All Atlantic title because right now Orange Cassidy is white hot. And if you put them to feud, that might sort of hurt him a little bit just because of how over Orange is right now. Yeah. So I don't I mean I get okay. it. You or, never you never know, but you, can you you could probably say that that uh he's over, right? J- uh, Jack Perry? Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. I I don't really recommend it just yet, but who knows, you know, you can have a pillar versus another pillar, MGF versus Jack Perry. I know it's too soon, but that that's another option right there, you know. I, I would be scared for that feud because of the insults that MJF will throw at Jungle Boy about his Especially dad. at his late father. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, God. <laughs> I could just already just see. Yeah. Jeez. No, I, I'm I'm with you. Uh, you can you can already imagine what what, what can possibly be said. Um but oh, who knows? Uh yeah, I, I don't know where where Christian goes after this, to be honest with you. I, I don't know if he He's sort of in limbo right now. Yeah, he. I, I don't know if he um, continues to put talent over, or because we haven't seen Luchasaurus in months. Um, you know, Christian coming back. It's like I, I don't know. He might be lost in the shuffle here. Um, now, do you think he's, he's sort of a situation like Miro when he's lost in the shuffle? Because I, I mean, think I, M- I, Miro's I think... problem is he's not lost in the shuffle. He's also turned down creative. I don't think Christian turns down creative, but at the same time, I don't think creative has anything for him that's going to either, you know, put him back in the main main title scene or elevate him or elevate other stars. I mean, he yeah. elevated Jungle Boy, but are yeah, you no, really no. going to have him elevating people? Christian's purpose for this feud was to elevate uh, Jack Perry, which he did, which he did completely. Now, where does Christian go from here? I, I again, I, I really don't know. Like, do you have him? Uh, um, you know, push another suit, uh, you know, potential superstar. I, I don't know. Um, he could be lost again. When I say lost in the shuffle, he could be lost in the shuffle the way Matt Hardy is right now. Uh, a veteran like Matt Hardy is in a random uh, faction with with uh, Ethan Page and you know uh, Isaiah Cassidy, and, and it's like it, it doesn't make sense. And then yeah. I, I don't know where Christian goes from here. To be honest with you, like. It doesn't. That that faction is weird too. Yeah. Like I said, um, some of the booking, some of the booking is is off. Yeah. No. Nah, some of the booking is real inconsistent, and I I think you know I hope not, but I feel like that's where where Christian's gonna uh, end up because I don't I don't see Christian uh, like a major push for Christian going forward. I, I felt like when he landed in uh, AEW. Um, where he captured the Impact World title and feuded with Kenny Omega. That was his peak. And then um, turning on Jungle Boy, you know, that's been pretty, you know, that that's, you know, done him wonders. But, yeah, I, I don't know where he goes on from here. Me either. Um, next match in the card, uh, which obviously I thought was, I, before I, I said it's probably going to be the match of the night, I definitely was wrong 
but it was one of my favorites. Uh, the House of Black versus the Elite, in which we've seen the House of Black become the new AEW World Trios title. Chips. Yeah, I mean, you were you were right about that. We all were. Um, yeah, I think that was one of the matches that lowered my rating a little bit to, because I, it had such high expectations for that match to be like probably the match of the night. And like it was a good match, don't get me wrong, but it was just not where we both, I guess, expected it to be and thought it would be because the talent in that ring is tremendous. But you know, I mean, let's be honest, the buddy spot where he caught him with the knee was it was ill. Yeah. That, that spot that... that was an ill spot. I did not expect that. That I was like, holy, you know what? When I saw that, that was yeah. like a you know, but that was like an easy, you know, holy shit moment, you know. But nah, he brought up, but <laughs> but I mean, for me, like yeah, like there was there was some spots in the match, but I thought I honestly thought there was a little bit of a sloppiness in some of them and some spots of the match too. Like it was just like I don't know what it was, but I know I know everybody says Brody always has a little bit of sloppy spots in a match. I thought particularly with him, you know, uh, I guess I wouldn't say he's unsafe. He just has a little bit of sloppiness sometimes with his uh. Well, Billy, of course you're excited. Hell yeah, I'm excited about House of Black. What you mean? <laughs> I mean, listen, there's. I'm just glad that Malachi Black is a champion. He absolutely deserves it. Uh, the guy has been on... Uh, ever since he started AEW, it's been inconsistency with his bookings. And... I'm excited for them, and especially him. It's because he's super talented, and talented wrestlers like that don't deserve to be wasted, you know. Um, but you know, my that spot where, where you know, Buddy captures him with, uh, I think it was what Nick Jackson with the knee. That was crazy. Yes. The way uh, um, Malachi hit uh, Omega with the black mask, and Omega just slumped. Like yeah, I, I that, was, was, that was funny. Yeah, so um, I, I'm really happy. Uh, I thought it was really cool where you you just see, um, you know the the whole House of Black have the championship and then disappear, um, and then also you can't forget about the moment where you know uh, Omega hit. Yeah, <laughs> the V trigger on Julia Hart. Yeah, <laughs> the V trigger, and then he was like. Well, I try to warn you. I mean, it's like whatever, you know. Um, that that was pretty funny. So and she uh, she sold it. She sold it well too. So. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, but very enjoyable match. Again, I, I loved it. Uh, I'm really happy for House of Black. Um, now, what's next for the Elite? Like, do you well, do you see a re? I mean, I could probably see a rematch. I see something down the line of what we explored on the last podcast. Where it's FTR and a returning CM Punk versus the Elite, because of comments Kenny Omega has made that he is willing to let bygones be bygones for the best of business with CM Punk, and I think that they invested too much money to let CM Punk walk. I think right now he's just sort of like in a cool down chill mode until Tony Khan could sit all of them in a room and figure out what to do. But I think really the next realistic feud is the FTR and CM Punk versus the elite i mean i see all the other all the other factions have gone through the elite already that's the only one we haven't seen and what better way to go into real life tension and make the feud seem more realistic but also part of the show 
than having three guys that all had to heat with each other but be able to cooperate in the ring at the same time. I think that's more What are the chances of that happening? Honestly, probably 50-50. I'm going to throw – I'm going to keep it half and half, 50-50. Okay. No, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go 70, 70, 30 or anything. I'm going to keep it realistic. 50, yeah, no, I, and, and I mean, if only if only that were to happen, you know, because, um, you know, uh, bring Punk back. Absolutely not. That that would be that's atrocious. He's toxic, to be honest with you. I mean, he is. Uh, ba- I, like, and I say that because I um. I kept up with what was happening, you know, through the fallout, through that brawl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at report after report after report after report, I was just like, you know what? Let 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 me let it play out and see what information we're given. And based on the information that we're given, it was all on CM Punk. Yeah. Um, you know, there was no, you know, uh no reason for CM Punk to sh- throw that much shade during the media scrum. Yeah, um, I mean he you know, he started it, but you know, he, like he, I, yeah, I always despite, learned too, there's despite, more there's more to it probably. Than despite, but here's the despite whether it was true or not, and you know, um, CM Punk knowing that he had Tony Khan in his back pocket still does knew. Exactly, knew what he was doing, and as a professional, it's like, listen, you don't don't do that in front of all the cameras. You want do that backstage, handle everything backstage like a man. That's the reason, only reason why I could see him coming back. Granted, I know a lot of people don't want him to come back, but if he wasn't coming back, they would have bought him out his contract already. They would have just said, "See you later." They would have did whatever, keep him at home. I mean, I don't. Granted, I don't know because then again, we had a situation with Naomi and Sasha Banks comparably to WWE, who walked out and they didn't feature them for months, and then they just let them go. But it was sort of like a mutual thing. So, I mean, could that happen with CM Punk? Absolutely. But knowing uh, CM Punk and Tony, you know, Tony Khan's a big CM Punk fan, and he's a wrestling fan in general. I think part of him will try to make it work. I get the logistics of everything that happened. Yeah, I I agree. What CM Punk did was a bitch move, and I'm gonna call call you know like he said it out loud. Should have kept it private, and he made a big deal of it. He called them out, so he basically tried to call their call their bluff, and they basically approached him about it. So he sort yeah. of got he got he got what he he got what he deserved. Yeah, absolutely right. Like he he called them on a bluff, and the young bucks were like, all right. Yeah, they, they just they just super kicked them in as as a So I mean, I, I do, I do think that you know all party involved um, could try to make it work. Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of egos in that party. So particularly CM Punk. You know, I know Omega has one, know. but I think he's more of trying to help wrestlers. People may not see it like that, but Kenny Omega does try to do compelling stories, and he does really try to care and put other wrestlers over same thing with uh the young bucks as much as everybody talks I, listen, shit about them i've I heard cody talk about them and cody says nothing but the positive things about them so i'll go yeah, but i'll take like, i'll take cody's word over I'll be anybody else with you. i'll be honest with you and, and and this might seem a little biased because i've never met cm punk but i've met uh kenny omega 
and I've met the Young Bucks. Um, and that was like years ago when they were doing the signing at the big event, um, here in Queens. And for the what 30 seconds to a minute that I met them, you know, it was a quick interaction, but they seemed, you know, real chill, you know, real chill guys. Um, mm-hmm. so again, uh, I mean, I wish I, I had a longer time to, you know, to actually talk to them. But yeah. since it was a big line, it was like, you know, uh, everybody got like a minute piece. But, um, you know, especially like Omega, like you see them, like they're down to earth kind of people. Now, right. I, I, I can't say the same about CM Punk because I've never met CM Punk, you know. Um, and usually, you know, it's it's bad to judge somebody on like on first glance or, or, or whatnot. But, you know, for CM Punk, I, I can't judge him because, again, I've never met him, you know? Exactly. Um, all I know is the information that, we, you know, we've all read or, you know, seen. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, but uh, all right, moving on, moving on. Um, my girl, Jane Hader, still the AEW Women's uh, World Champion. Uh, defeating Ruby Soho and Soraya. I thought, yeah, I knew she was going to win, must be honest, but I thought that this match obviously was better than what we thought, but it still was a little shaky, especially since, like I said, inserting Ruby Soho and Soraya so fast into the title scene didn't make sense to me. Like yeah. I said, um, I think um, the match that a lot of fans are clamoring for it's just because you're talking about sheer powerhouses are uh, is Jade Cargill, Chris Statlander, and Jamie Jamie Hader. I think if you have a match like that, that's gonna be explosive because they're all good wrestlers and all have different movesets. I am surprised uh Jade wasn't using the card, to be honest with you. <clears throat> that's another thing. I mean like uh and then not only that, it's just like uh they did this weird storyline with uh Hater and you know Britt Baker, where uh, Rebel is not with them anymore because Rebel's technically a heel, yeah. And now they're faces, so now they completely dropped her out of that little yeah. group. I, I they, feel like they, they I feel like she'll how. tag along. No, I feel like she'll tag along along the way, but like you know the way that the fans responded uh, to Jamie Hater and, and Britt Baker, it was so positive that having Rebel, who's like. You know who does all the dirty little work for them? Um, be with them. It was kind of like, all right, this this kind of doesn't make sense. They could have explained um, it better though. Then yeah, just they could have. They could drop her. Just or drop you know her. what? They could have just you know pushed Rebel alongside with them. You know exactly. Um, and then Ruby Soho, obviously she's come up short a bit, and a bit. obviously she's yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'll try to be nice, but she's come up <laughs> short quite quite a few times. But the other person that. Is in the match was Soraya, which everybody wasn't too keen on, obviously since she's made her return to wrestling after years off. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of ring rust, but the thing is, is her promo work hasn't been where it was back when she was in WWE, which a lot of the fans have taken notice of and have been talking about on social media, and. That's the thing. Like, like again, like for me, it's like I understand you haven't wrestled in years and did this and did that. But like, when you have control of your character, 
at different things like that. And if you know things are not working and you know the fans are turning against you, like I'm gonna ask you honestly, in your honest opinion, this heel faction of Ruby Soho, Soraya, and Tony Storm, does it make sense logically, or do you think it's just sort of like one of those again, right. one of those teams thrown together? Like, so I think it could be one of those teams uh, thrown together, but um, it's I think it's just temporary. You know, I think you know they're they're having this and setting up for blood and guts. I really do believe that. Um, I, I, I I I guess you can say I, I'm starting to like the team of Paige and Tony Storm. Um, I I don't know where you know. Uh, well, for those who don't know, after the match, after Jamie Hader uh, pinned Ruby Soho, um, Ruby Soho. Uh, you know, turned heel, attacked Jamie Hayter, uh, and attacked Brett Baker, and then alongside Tony Storm and Soraya, you know, beat both of them down, and then at the spray end, painted. Uh, spray painted them. So, um, it, it kind of seems like we're getting like a like a a team AEW versus team XWWE. That's right. That's that's what we mentioned last podcast. Yeah, I know some people were saying that. They're gonna start referring to themselves as the women's world order or something like that. I'm just like, no. uh, well, we we don't know, you know. We, I mean, that's a, that's a good name if they stick to it. I mean, to, to be honest, I, I like that. But um, you know, I think blood and guts. Let's just say, uh, you know, to be safe, is what four on four, or, or it could be five on five. Well, so I presented that last podcast, right? Yes. I said we have. Those three, which we already knew was happening, were be so okay. that, was, that was obvious. And then then we you, have, uh, you mentioned Athena, which I think would be a perfect fit. Yep, that would be the fourth because she's also in limbo so right now and not okay. really doing anything. And I forget who the fifth one was. Was it Mercedes Martinez and somebody or somebody else? There's possibly two names, right? Mercedes Martinez is. I mean, that's if they. I mean, that's if they lock her up. To be honest with you, I don't really. I don't try to remember. I know there was. I know there was. Uh, who, there was a bunch of women wrestlers I said that were perfect for it. I'm trying to think who it was. I'm trying to off the top of my head thinking of it because they had a lot of uh, a lot of different people in WWE go in and out of WWE. So I mean, let's be honest, we had a ton of them. Yeah. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. I can't think off the top of my head. We had Soraya. I, yeah, I think it was. I, I think it was easier to to determine who's going to be on team AEW. So, you know, you have Jamie Hayter and Correct. you have Britt Baker, right? I think to round out the team, it's like you pick and choose. So you have Sheeta because we all thought Sheeta was going to be the one turning heel. Um, you have uh, Chris uh, Statlander whenever she returns. Mm-hmm. She's going after Jade Cargill too. Supposedly, and, and to be honest, I would throw Jade Cargill in there too. So I yeah. think the perfect team is that is Jade Cargill, Chris Statlander, Jamie Hader, Rip Baker. If you do four and four, it's if easy. you do four and four, absolutely, I agree with you. And if you had a fifth, five, then you could do Sheeta. Sheeta, yep. Yeah. So I'm looking. That's like looking like a Survivor Series type thing, which technically AEW doesn't have an event like that. So that would be something interesting. To explore because you're talking about the AEW originals versus the XWWE guys, which would actually be an amazing, amazing pay per view if you really think about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all right, so 
I, I mean, listen, so I, I I guess the numbers game, you know, uh, Jamie, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker are, you know, were always in, you know, in, in position of winning because they always had the numbers games with Revel. Rebels no longer there for the time being, so it's just them two. Mm-hmm. And now it looks like the numbers game is creeping up on them because now you have uh, Ruby Soho, uh, Soraya, and Tony Storm. Right, right. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the upcoming uh, weeks. Then we had, I think, in which I, one of the most, I, what, you could probably agree with me, grueling matches of the night. <laughs> uh, oh. Hangman, Adam Page, I'm just John getting, Moxley in a Texas death match. I'm just grabbing my head right now because I'm just imagining Moxley just stabbing him in the head with the oh god, that with was the, that was fork? that was fucking brutal. Excuse my language, but that was brutal. Oh my god, just just bro, he was just like like that in his head repeatedly, and I was just like, oh my god, he was just like yeah. mutilating his head, man. I was just like, oh yeah, no. Uh, a lot of people did not. Like that spot, from what I heard. I mean, it's a Texas death match, so it's sort of like the GCW ECW realm type match where right. it's sort of expected. Like for me, I just get cringes because I'm older now, but I still, you know, you're trying to sell a match, so you mm-hmm. got to have some elements of a death match. Yeah. In there. Obviously, they toned it down. From last time, because obviously when they had a match with Kenny Omega before, obviously they had that fail during the match. If you remember, we all remember that one. So I think they tried to go a different route this time, <laughs> even though it was still very gruesome and very bad. I don't think there was any botches this time right, from right. last time. So, I mean, they're not, you know, getting electrocuted and failing or whatever, <laughs> whatever the hell happened last time. I don't even know what was supposed to happen, but... Oh yeah, it was gruesome, especially uh, towards the end when he when he uh, won the match by hanging him. Oh god! Yeah, go figure, right? Hangman. Yeah, Hangman okay. Page winning with a Hangman move. Yeah. Um, no, I, I listen. To be honest with you, uh, real barbaric. I loved it because uh, of the creativity that they use. You know, with the with the barbed wire boards. You know, no no uh, botches either. And yeah, the in chains, the bricks. You know, so. It had a little bit of everything, and this is what you want in a hardcore match. You yeah. know, when you think about a hardcore match, you want as as many weapons as possible. Of course, you want to see some a, a little bit of blood. Um, but yeah, this this match was was incredible. It, it was incredible. Uh, both guys killed it. I, I don't even know like how uh, you know both guys managed to even walk to the back. You know. So we did a preview of that. Remember. I think it was the last fight. It was the one before, though. We said, uh, how many minutes would it be until Moxley uh, <laughs> till Moxley bled? I believe yeah. it was five minutes. So I, I don't want three. I think, yeah, I think I said two or three. I forget what you said. I think B said five. So I think B won that one. Yeah, no, it was. It was five minutes. They said he bled into the match. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Um, but, uh, oof. I'm just I'm just thinking about that that knife spot. I mean the the fork spot. Yeah, that fork spot was who. Um, can't imagine the, that. We go on to Warlow defeating Samoa Joe to once again become the new AEW TNT champion. And now the title's gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
isn't it the second time this title's been stolen? I'm not, I'm not even bullshitting. Like, I think when it was the TBS title, I think it was stolen too. So, I think this title's been stolen twice now. And uh, I think they're making jokes in the internet say that yeah, it's on eBay for 50k. But I don't think it's not really on eBay. I don't think somebody. <laughs> I don't think somebody would be stupid enough to sell it. Yeah. So, so for those who, <laughs> for those who don't know, um, you know, um, Warlow is the new AEW TNT Championship, and. <laughs> supposedly the rental car that he had um yeah oh god they 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 wiped that shit clean <laughs> shit they gonna get some new rims and <laughs> some grills in the front shit yeah and they stole the tnt championship like it's crazy and it's it, it, who was the first one uh oh, damn, there was wasn't another it, wasn't it sammy guevara that had it taken or something like that by accident, or Chris Jericho one of I figured who it was. I know. Let me see. Uh, all right. So it was Warlow, and then it happened. Oh yes, yeah, so I'm saying. I think it was the same title. I think it's when it was the TBS title. It was right. Yeah, I think it was when it was the TBS. I don't know if it was uh, Miro. I know Chris Jericho had the world title stolen. That was one. Oh yeah. Chris Jericho had that belt stolen, but I know I know one of the belts was stolen. I think another is the second <laughs> it must, time. It must hold a lot of value, huh? Yeah, well, those belts cost a lot to make from what from what I've been told yeah, and true. I've seen before. I think they're a couple couple grand. It's not like ten grand. It's about fifty and up, maybe even what more. Are, what are what are the odds the cops and the authorities find it? <laughs> um, if I remember right, I don't think they ever found the TBS one. I think they found the world title though. And they turned it into the police. So I think somebody found it and turned it in. Damn. But, just, just when Warlow just wins the championship. I know. And I, I was actually, I actually predicted him to win too, which is funny. Yeah. Yo, you think, you think whoever stole it was a Samoa Joe fan or something? <laughs> or a Powerhouse fan? Or a Powerhouse. Who knows? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give the belt to Powerhouse. Yeah. Who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, this one. Um, Maybe I'll get the momentum back behind Wardlow now that he Yeah, you he had lost. picked you had picked the Wardlow. Uh I, I had picked Samoa Joe because I was like, all right, well Samoa Samo Joe just won the championship. Um Yeah. So they, they've been flip-flopping with this championship, and it's like it, it's kind of losing its value a bit. Yeah, they need um, to keep it on for somebody for a lengthy reign. And, and to be honest with you, I'm worried. And, yeah. and here's where I tell you I'm worried. You know, you have Powerhouse Hobbs, who I think is another person who's due for a championship because he's been killing it, you know? Um, very talented, on the mic, on in the ring, obviously, Powerhouse, come on. You're, you're going up against Warlow, who just won the championship, who's maybe seen as the future of AEW. Uh, as well, you know, one another of pillar. I, I'm not gonna. Uh, you could say I'm another pillar. I, I was gonna go there because, you know, but you, you can you can make that argument there. Anybody that's a homegrown talent that wasn't really relatively known has become known in AEW. I consider them yeah. pillars. Same thing with WWE. Anybody uh, that was you know so there. My, and became my thing is like, damn, you know, powerhouse. He's he's had opportunities, and he's come up short, and. I fear for this situation because it's like, damn, either Warlow or Powerhouse Hobbs has to take a, a big L here. 
Well, because there's also one other dynamic too. What if you make it a triple threat match? But that's the thing. We've seen it. We've seen like we've seen Warlow versus Samoa Joe versus Hobbs. I mean, we could get it again. And but then again, if you do that, who takes the pin? Because it it would have to be Samoa Joe. It would have to be Samoa Joe because you don't want to make Wardlow look weak, but you also don't want to kill any momentum. Yeah, Powerhouse has either. But then again, are are you really gonna bury Samoa Joe? Like that's the my other thing, part. Like I know Samoa is, Joe is willing to put people over, but my at the thing same is, time, yeah. I, I would go with a, a different route in order to save Warlow and Hobbs. I know that this whole face of the revolution thing is part of AEW. Isn't Samoa Joe the television champion in Ring of Honor? Exactly. If if I'm creative, I would have Hobbs cash in on Samoa Joe. That that's what I would do because you, like I like I said again, Will Hobbs or Warlow, one of them is taking the, a big L. Warlow just got the championship, and Hobbs just won the face of the Revolution. And what if if you make him lose, he's going to lose another opportunity to be champion. It wouldn't make much sense. No, but who knows what Tony Khan's thinking? So I mean, <laughs> well, they're gonna have to. They have they have something to do because yeah, yeah. I mean, the or you know the the way you can go about it is you could have a second triple threat match between uh, Warlow, Samojo, and Hobbs. Have Samojo be at the end of the pinfall, but who takes the victory? I don't know. I'm gonna throw another name out there that you can insert into that. That could probably take the pin because he hasn't been involved in nothing for a while. Miro. You could have him come back. You could have him look strong in a match, but you could still have him take the pin. But it won't necessarily hurt him. And it won't hurt Samoa Joe. Or it won't hurt anything. It's hard. Things are so bad between Miro and, 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 uh, you know, uh, and AEW that. I, I see there's a point to no return, to be honest with you. Um, Maybe, yeah, who knows if he'll go back to the E. So uh, That seems more likely. And you know what? To be honest with you, the E would probably embrace it. So I'm going to get Rusev Day again? Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we got the Guns, uh, you know, defeating the Acclaim. Um, Are you still not sold on the Guns? It's it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a while. And and my thing is like I knew that you know I picked them to win. I yeah. was like, listen, they just become they just became champion. They gotta prove to us fans why they're a credible tag team. Another match that was sort of like meh to me. I mean, it had good moments, but yeah, I thought I thought either this match or you know the Warlord Samoa Joe match was was that was another match again. That's was, why I, that three point seven five was a good rating because mm-hmm. I have about three matches in a row or four matches in a row that had a little bit of. I, I'd give it. I'd give it a solid four out of five if we're going by that rating system. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the Gun Club picking up a victory. Obviously, you know, uh, everybody hates uh, you know the Gun Club. But I wish I, I had my sound. I wish I had my soundboard out here when I heard them want to be. A... <laughs> yeah. Um. But. I think everybody remembers what happened after the match mm-hmm. is what, uh, you know, you saw the returning FTR mm-hmm. confront the gun club. Uh, 
you know, they, they brawled a little bit with FTR coming up on top. Um, they beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shatter um, machine for the win. <laughs> yeah, man. And, um, listen, uh, I, I like this. I like this. Uh, And it's also been reported. We don't know yet, but it's not confirmed. But reports are saying that FTR might have locked a long-term deal with AEW. So reports came out. They said that's not. They're not 100% sure it's accurate. They might have just kept their deal to the end of the next pay-per-view, and that's it. Okay. That came out recently too. That they might have just. They might just be staying to the end of the next pay-per-view, and that's it. Yeah, I mean. Listen, they're they're gonna they're gonna weigh their options. I I think if you're FTR, you gotta weigh your options because yeah, in AEW, um, towards the past couple of months, they haven't been utilized as much. Mm-mm. Uh, and again, that serves with the whole booking thing. You know, you haven't been, but you know, whatever the case may be, it is what it is. Um. Definitely. Then we had the main event in which we said was an absolute uh, instant classic. Yep. MJF defeating Brian Danielson. Um, what a chaotic, what an incredible, unbelievable match. Yep. And MJF being in a pure asshole mode to the fan fans out there. Yeah. No. And not only that, you know, the fact that, you know, uh, they're all tied up, they go to sudden death, and in sudden death, like to add, you know, um, insult to injury, right? Yeah. MJF makes Brian Danielson tap out to his own move. Well, I mean, I I sort of figured that was going to happen. Like you, we talked about the sudden death scenario, yeah. and over time and whatnot. You mentioned that quite a bit on the last podcast, and I had a feeling that would happen that he would sort of do the move theft and use his move, sort of like the uh, old WWE video games where you steal the opponent's move. So, I mean, that was sort of a great way to end a match and make the fans despise MJF even more since yeah. uh, he was already <laughs> getting booed out the arena <laughs> after uh, throwing the uh, drink on the fan, which was we all know was probably the most controversial thing in the whole event. Yeah. Granted, granted I'm going to say this, and I know you might disagree with me, but regardless that match was a banger period that match was great but i think that one event that happened and the results after sort of overtook the whole match because number one it wasn't a plant for those who don't know what a plant is means it's somebody that AEW has like a, a family member of a wrestler or anything like that or somebody they paid to take it that was an actual legit fan not a plant thrown whatever it was water alcohol at a little kid and apparently off camera AEW AEW off camera was apologizing i think apparently they said tony khan came out from what i've heard different stories um the mom was about to lose her shit from what i heard um yeah they got him free stuff i think they got him tickets to the next dynamite uh whole bunch of stuff so right now that mom and the kid are making out like villains because of what he did i think he also went backstage he met powerhouse hobbs who he said was his favorite uh superstar yeah that's cool Uh, yeah i mean he he did it but i like i said i i get heel stuff and wrestling 
where you have plants and you do stuff, that's fine. But if you're going to go outside the box and do that, I, I, I don't know. And that, that's, that's the thing, you know, as long as it get it gets ratings and whatnot, he's still going to do it. He is, but he's they might, gonna... they might control it a little bit now. Well, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, but you know, nevertheless, the, the match itself, it's like, uh, classic, you know, hero in uh, Brian Danielson versus the classic a hole uh, <laughs> heel in MJF, and it was just back and forth, back and forth. Um, exactly. You know, uh, it, it could have gone either way. It could have really gone either way, and I felt like, you know, I, I wasn't too going into this match right before mm-hmm. the match even started. I wasn't too hyped about it because it was like. Maybe like the way they build that matchup or the storyline, I was just like, eh. But once you know, once the match happened, I was like, yo, this is a great match or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I was like, you know what, this match surpassed by far every expectation I had of it. Um, and you know, the classic move at the end where you know it's tied, and and once you think you know MJF, um. Uh, is going to retain because it's a draw. Um, you know, you know, Tony Siobhan comes out and says, no, nope, uh, we're going to go under sudden death uh, rules. And that's where MJF absolutely takes advantage. Um, but yeah, everything about this match and, 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 you know, um, again, like MJF really, really, you know, in, in one of like our earlier episodes, like early, early episodes when we started this whole thing, you know, um, my cousin Brian was like, you know what, MJF like reminds me, or he's gonna be like the next Ric Flair, and I just gave him like this look, like get out of here, like what? Did he really yeah. just say that? Um, you can see some similarities. I'm not comparing. You can see some similarities. And if he has the type of uh, of career that you know is a very successful one, you can down the long you know along the line you know make that comparison. But um, yeah, man, uh, everything was just perfectly executed with this match. I agree. Um, and uh, yeah, to be honest with you, this is one of the iconic matches in AEW history. That we just witnessed, mm-hmm. sixty minutes. Uh, sixty minutes, you know, Iron Man match. Uh, that's that's definitely going to be one to remember. Um, where where do we go on from here? Like uh, where who does who does you know who steps up to the plate to MJF? Oh, wow, that's a that's a tough one because they really haven't shown anybody else to want to challenge him. So. I don't know where that could go. That's a uh, very I'm, good I'm, question. I'm going to throw out a name here. I'm going to go with Kenny Omega. Yeah. I'm going to go with Kenny Omega. Um, just for the simple fact that I mentioned before about the Dark Order possibly turning on hangman because there's been tensions the past few weeks between them. And then we've seen teases of hangman reuniting with the young bucks. 
So I feel like that could be the storyline, and mm. you can take or you can push Kenny Omega away and have him become a single star again, and that's where you can have him feud with MJF. Question is, if Kenny Omega wants to be a single star again and goes back into the feud, I think right now he's at a point of trying to tell stories and put people over. True. I mean, so, so. But you know what? If you if you want to keep putting people over, you can keep pushing MJF to the moon. I'm going to throw a name out there before uh, I know you rap and stuff like that. Yes. Adam Cole. Adam Cole, yes, but not yet. Not yet. I feel like you're going to have to build that up. They're going to build it up. I think that's why, that's why I tossed that name. I think that's going to be the next name that's going to be in there, especially yeah. since now his girlfriend is a face. But he was here's a the thing. We're assuming, so we're assuming Adam Cole is a face right now. Who knows what he is when he officially returns? Because obviously when he got injured, he was a heel. And um, now, you know, since then, based on his, like, promos and whatnot, he could be a face. Um, but we'll, 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 I guess, have to see what happens uh, going forward. But, yeah, I, I completely forgot about uh, Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole. That's my guess. Yeah. But uh, that will do it on this episode of um, the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. This was the AEW Revolution recap. Um, you know, for those who watch, thank you for tuning in. If you want to catch the audio, you can listen to us on Spotify. Um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. You know, um, you know, for those who want to make a podcast. I think you know we, you know we we we've shifted around so many times, and we just you know we're we're here now on Streamyard, and to be honest with you, it's it's just so much easier. Yeah, I mean you know, um, uh, and then you know, you also mentioned I think we we recently uh, made a Discord. Yes, you, we're uh, starting you did, up. Right? Uh, yeah, uh, I guess I'll depot that real quick before yeah. we finish wrapping. Uh, we're starting a Discord for Sunset Fit Wrestling, where it's going to be a place where you can get prediction. Uh, we'll have announcements, uh, just general wrestling talk. Yeah, um, I'll probably have uh, lobbies where we can talk about other sports because I know there's people that are wrestling fans that obviously like to talk about other sports, and I don't want to be biased towards it. Even though we are a wrestling podcast, we're not oblivious to other sports. Um. We'll have predictions. We'll have recaps in there. Uh, we also can have the ability to do podcasts from Discords. So if anybody's interested in joining, just uh, hit, us up, hit us up on our socials, and we will send you the Discord invite. Yeah. And speaking of socials, um, here's where you can follow us on all, you know, on all social media uh, platforms. So you got YouTube. We are on YouTube under Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast 4621. Uh, obviously, the name will change down, around, uh, down the road, but uh, that's where you can find us on uh, YouTube. Facebook, you can catch us on Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. Instagram under sfw.podcast. Uh, Twitter under Flip Wrestling. Uh, TikTok under Sunset Flip Wrestling. Uh, I think you had to put that last comment up. I was cracking up that comment just now. <laughs> <laughs> How about the moon hole? Oh my 
good. No. Cornhole. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like it. But no. Oh my god. But um yeah. Uh again, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and now Discord. Um yep. and if you're interested in Discord, just uh message us on our socials and we'll get you invited into that community and we'll start growing that community from there. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate all those who tuned in and catch us on the next one. We're out.